0: You know what Dan we started this new podcast called positively track and I feel like we just started and I realized we're already at episode 10
1: yeah this has happened faster than I was expecting and, and part of it is that we had those three episodes launch right at the beginning but still it's it's a bit of a milestone I mean it's not a huge milestone but it's pretty cool that uh, yeah 10 episodes I wasn't expecting to get here this quickly.
0: I know. And because we've reached 10, this is a special episode. So William Shatner is joining us (laughs) here on the show. Uh, No, he's not. I wish. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know if I wish that or not. I don't know how he would. I know he doesn't do podcasts, but if he did come on the show, do a podcast. I don't know. I don't know how that would go. (laughs) I, I just, I don't know if he would be into it or not. Or he'd just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah i feel like he would be tired of us pretty quickly
0: (laughs) (laughs) i would say bill can i call you bill bill can let's let's talk about something totally different besides star trek i really want to get to know you and he'd be like oh bruce this is intriguing to me and then because they'd be talking about him Mm -hmm. and i think he'd like
1: that i think so you know We'd bring up horses and his charity work, and yeah.
0: Exactly. That would actually be fun. I'm going to reach out to him anyway and ask. Um, Well, good luck with that. See if he'll come out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so that's not what we're here to talk about. Oh, by the way, yeah, this is the this is positively Trek, and 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 my name is Bruce Gibson. If you haven't listened to the previous nine, and this is Dan Gunther. Hello. So there isn't a whole lot of news right now because everybody's sequestered at home. They can't go anywhere. We're all locked in our house. You know all this stuff, and so there isn't a whole lot going on in the news right now. At least in the Star Trek side of things, but we do know that Chris Pine is in talks to star in a reboot of. The Saint. Mm -hmm. And I remember The Saint, not that I watched it, but I remember it being a TV show back, I think, in the sixties. Not that I was watching it in the sixties, but I'm saying like, you know, reruns of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) were on TV. And but I never really watched it that much. I think maybe there had been another movie based on The Saint, but that's those all those are based on a book series. And the book series is written by Leslie Charteris. And it follows a character named Simon Templar. I mean, it's kind of this adventure, crime, drama, theft things going on. Again, I'm not that familiar with it. Have you ever watched the show or read the book, Stan?
1: I actually haven't. I've heard the name before, and I think I remember some advertisement for a movie or something at some point. I could be completely making that up out of my head, though. But, uh, yeah, I'm not
0: familiar with The Saint at all, really. Now, are you familiar with James Bond? I am indeed, yes. So, The Saint is similar to James Bond. And uh, in the TV series, the star of The Saint was Roger Moore. Oh, okay. Who later went on to play James Bond. So, they're very similar characters. Huh. That's not
1: at all confusing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... If Chris Pine ends up playing in The Saint, he could go on to be James Bond someday.
1: (laughs) I like that. You know, he's been Jack Ryan. So, you know, Jack Ryan, James Bond, and Simon Templar. I mean, that would be a pretty good trifecta.
0: You know, this is one of the things that has made me start thinking about future Star Trek movie projects, because Chris Pine has moved on to other things. We have Noah Hawley directing or signed on to direct the next Star Trek movie. We don't have any more details besides that. We don't know when or whatever, but what I have heard... And and maybe this is the rumor mill or whatever. I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but it would not feature Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, so on and so forth. That cast that we've seen in the last three movies. Mm-hmm. As far as what I've heard is he was asked in an interview,
1: and I don't have it in front of me right now, but he basically said that he would like to do his own thing. It would be something different. Uh, and inferring from that, it sounds like it would not be the Kelvin timeline characters, but we don't know what those characters would be though.
0: I have to say I'm a little disappointed because I really do want to see this cast again. Mm-hmm. They're so good together.
1: It, it was never my favorite part of Star Trek, but I, the one thing I re- did really like was the casting and the interpretations of the characters. And right now we're reading a Kelvin timeline novel featuring these characters and picturing those actors in those roles is always a lot of fun. You know, especially for example, Carl Urban is Dr. McCoy. I think he's brilliant in that role. And I would love to see that again, Zachary Quinto, Chris Pine, Zoe Saldana, uh, you know, Simon Pegg, all of them are are really brilliant. And of course, we've lost Anton Yelchin, unfortunately, so he wouldn't play Chekhov again. But, you know, still to see the, that remaining cast together again would be a lot of fun.
0: I'm just a little disappointed that it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. I mean, time has gone by quite a bit, and everybody's moving on to other projects. It still could happen, but it doesn't sound like that's the direction of this new director. But We've seen directors come and go before the projects are done. So we've even heard Quentin Tarantino wanting to do a Star Trek movie. And he wanted to use that same cast, apparently. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like that is going to happen. I mean, nothing's been confirmed, but I don't think, I just get in the sense that's not happening. Yeah, it doesn't
1: sound like it. There's been, there have been conflicting interviews with him On this subject, which is really weird. So, yeah, I have no idea
0: what's going on on that front right now. So let's just pretend we're Noah Hawley. And here's the thing I really want to dig deep into. What would you do for the next Star Trek movie if you don't have this cast? So it's basically starting over again. Right. Because Mm -hmm. the first six movies, we had the original series cast. Then we had four movies with the next generation cast. Now we've recast Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Uhura, Sulu, Chekhov, Scotty. We've recast them in three movies. If we're getting rid of that cast, where do you go for the 14th Star Trek movie? And keep in mind you have to keep the box office happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to get people to come to the cinema to watch this movie. So it can't just be something a Star Trek fan would want to see when the general public could really give a crap and not even know what we're talking about. For example, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a movie about, Harry Kim becoming a lieutenant, (laughs) you know, like we would all go see that, but everybody else would be like, who's Carrie Kim? Who's Harry Kim? Who would want to see who's Garrett Wong? That's the star. I've never heard of that guy.
1: Star Trek 14. It's about time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a time travel story. (laughs) Yeah. I was just thinking that too. (laughs) So it really got me thinking what, what could Noah Hawley possibly be thinking or doing that would appease Paramount And the cinemas and bringing the box office draw and money into another Star Trek movie, especially if you're not using that cast, do you recast Kirk, Spock and McCoy again that soon? I, I can't, I can't imagine that they'll do that.
1: Oh man. It's, it's a tough question. And, you know, immediately my mind goes to, you know, what would the general public care about? And I think as sad as it is for me to say it feels like the immediate impulse would be to go back to the Kirk Spock McCoy well, which I really hope is not the case. I don't want to see these characters recast yet again. I think there is a lot more room in the Star Trek universe for new and different stories that would be compelling and draw a box office. The problem is convincing a studio that that's the case, which is really scary, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I've got to imagine that that first impulse is to say, well, Star Trek is Kirk and Spock and McCoy, and we got to do something with them, sadly. Yeah. And
0: again, it would be really tough to do that with a whole new cast. I mean, it can be done, but like you said, it's a little too soon. I think some of the general audience would be a little confused.
1: Yeah. And I think the Star Trek audience, the fan audience, would be frustrated.
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think so, too. So here's my thought, even relating to The Saint. So even though you and I aren't that familiar with The Saint, but we are familiar with James Bond. So let's just pretend we go either way. Yeah, What they do with The Saint is they cast Chris Pine. And they probably know that, yes, there are people who are familiar with The Saint, typically an older audience, but they know that they're going to market this movie more as a Chris Pine movie. So it's based on the star. Mm -hmm. So if you're creating a new Star Trek and maybe you're doing with a whole new cast of characters, because we're not, they probably won't go to the next generation because we have Picard series going on right now. It'd be weird to have... Patrick Stewart playing Picard in a new series and then recast Jean-Luc Picard in a movie at the same time. I think that would be a little weird. Mm -hmm. And Voyager and Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, they're not popular enough in the general public and pulp culture, I think, to attract an audience. I mean, maybe. Maybe you could do something with Voyager. I think that was a little more well-known than the other two. But again, I don't think it's enough. Mm -hmm. I don't think Paramount would go for that. And of course, Discovery's still on air and whatever, so I don't think they would branch off into a movie with Discovery. So that being said, if you're going to create a new cast of characters, maybe on a new starship or Starbase or even at Starfleet Academy, I think they would lead the movie with a big name celebrity.
1: That's an interesting thought. I like that. And, you know, to me, Star Trek has always been not a Kirk Spock McCoy thing, not even a Picard thing, it's been a setting for amazing stories. Right. So, you know, to me, if they, if they center it around a particular star or big name or something like that, you could do almost any kind of genre of movie around that. Like, you know, you mentioned Starfleet Academy. How about like a Star Trek movie in the style of Top Gun or something like that. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, a crack team of pilots or starship commanders during the Romulan war or something like that. Right. Like it doesn't have to be the typical people on a starship exploring and getting into, I don't know, you know, it can be something completely different.
0: Yeah. And I think if you have the celebrity name attached to it, which I'm not that big into, it has to be a big name celebrity, but that seems how Hollywood works. And that's what attracts people to movies of who's in it. And I mean, I'm just randomly picking somebody out. I'm not suggesting this person necessarily, but you know, the rock Dwayne Johnson, you know, it could be like Starfleet Academy starring Dwayne Johnson. And people are like, Oh, I want to see that movie. Cause Dwayne Johnson's in it, even <laughs> though they're not big into Star Trek, they'll put somebody like that in it to create, bring the audience. In. Or maybe it's, you know, like Chris Pratt or somebody like that, mm-hmm. you know, They put into a Star Trek movie and maybe they're not going through the academy. Maybe they're teaching the cadets or maybe they are a captain of some other weird ship. I almost feel like they would have to go in that direction because if it was if they were actors that weren't that well known and it's about characters in Star Trek that most people don't uh, we've never seen before. It's not going to bring in the general audience. Mm -hmm. It'll bring us in like you're saying. I think of Star Trek in the same way as you do but I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't that familiar with Star Trek and go oh yeah that's the one with the guy with the pointed ears and the Enterprise going like Mm -hmm. that's what they think of and if you're like yeah well it has nothing to do with those they'd be like then well what is it yeah (laughs) you know And, and
1: that's one of the unfortunate things about Star Trek is you can't rely just on the fan base you do have to bring in that general audience who you know is not as familiar not as in love with Star Trek as we are you know so that is why you would bring in a big name like star trek starfleet academy starring mary steenbergen no wait some i don't know <laughs> some big name star <laughs>
0: yeah karen gillian samuel L. jackson in you know yeah. whatever then people are like oh yeah i want to go see that you know
1: yeah for the record i've been recently watching stargate sg1 and jack o'neill the main character has a crush on mary steenbergen which is what uh,
0: that's i wonder why you went there i was like that's interesting. I don't
1: know why. It just seemed like something funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I would think it would have to go that direction. Or it has to be maybe a big event. And here's something that I would like to see. And I think it would work in the box office, too, even if people aren't that familiar with Star Trek canon. And that would be the Romulan War. It's something that Star Trek fans keep wishing that we would see. We never got to it, Enterprise. We were cut short on that. Yes, we've got some novels. But to have a movie about the Romulan Wars, of course you're going to, th- or the Romulan war, you're going to think, oh, well then we have to have Scott Bakula in there and, you know, enterprise. You don't even have to go with them. You don't even have to go with the cast of enterprise as much as I would love to see that. I don't think they would go in that direction. Maybe they'd have Scott Bakula in the movie, but I don't think we would see the enterprise NXO one. What I think they would, could do is focus on a different crew, a different ship during the Romulan war and tell the story of the Romulan war. And even they can make reference to the enterprise through it. And again, you could cast big stars in it. So you've got big stars in a Romulan war movie and maybe, Oh, a trilogy. That would be great.
1: Yeah, no, this has always been one kind of on my short list of things I would like to see. And so, yeah, I'd love to see a film or a series of films talking about the Romulan War. There was kind of a rumor going around a few years ago. I remember that they were talking about doing like a Romulan War type film, talking about the basically the beginning of the Federation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what those called Star Trek beginning or something like that. I'm, I'm totally can't remember what that is. That kind of
0: rings a bell now that you say that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that would have been kind of in the vein of of like a Top Gun, you know, frontline warriors kind of thing. Very different than what we've seen in Star Trek before.
0: I always believe, though, at some time, and I don't think now is the time because Star Trek Picard is on the air, but at some time we will see a next generation movie with a new cast. Mm hmm. Have you ever thought about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I want to see, but yeah, it, it's something that I've been like, well, when you've exhausted the original series vibe, that is kind of the next big thing that Star Trek's known for, and you know, Hollywood loves to do It's you know, nostalgia reboot trips. So yeah, i I've always thought we're gonna see that someday, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, i don't I don't think anytime soon. I'm thinking you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, like something far off. I don't even think 10 years, but well, possibly, but I, yeah, I think, I think we've got some time because I mean, even think of Patrick Stewart in the X-Men movie. And then we see a younger professor Xavier that is played by another actor who I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, but I apologize. I know everybody's screaming at me right now <laughs> with his name.
1: Me too, but I, I it, it's just eluding me. I know exactly who it is, but, that guy that's
0: because this is a star trek podcast not an x-men podcast but again you could do so that you know the younger earlier days of the enterprise with the crew look i see dan struggling trying to come up with the guy's name
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's right there on the tip of my brain but oh well
0: (laughs) (laughs) well well again we'll we'll save that for other people you can write into us and say, Oh no, how can you get that wrong? It's so-and-so, you know, it's like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, this isn't that, but anyway, uh speaking of James McElroy, uh, McAvoy, 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 James McAvoy. Yep, that's it. A- James McAvoy. <laughs> 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 Whew. Got my cred back. So yeah, I think a next generation cast recast would be interesting, but not now.
1: Yeah. Not now. No, it's not something that I'm eager to see or, At all (laughs) really, you know, uh, but if someday some executive realizes there is an audience for that though, and, and they can make a really interesting story and yeah, sure. Probably (laughs) just, yeah. But right (laughs) now I'm not interested in that at all. Yeah, me either.
0: I, although what I would really like to see, and I don't think this would happen on the big screen, but maybe on the streaming services, do movies Specific to that. And I would love to see a reunion of the Voyager cast together doing a Voyager movie or a sl- small mini series of Voyager back on Earth and what they've been dealing. Because we already know about Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. You know, like it could be in parallel to Star Trek Picard where, you know, we've seen Seven of Nine on Star Trek Picard and then Seven of Nine spins off into this other movie or series with Kate Mulgrew and the rest of the cast and what they've been dealing with over the course of the last couple decades since they returned to Earth.
1: That's interesting, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential for some interesting stories there and revisiting of some of those characters. You know, Janeway, of course, we do. We have seen she's an admiral after Voyager. We don't know if by the time of Picard, is she still in Starfleet? Is she still an admiral? Is she retired? Has something else happened? And then all of the other characters, you know, Ensign Kim. <laughs> is he still an ensign? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kim. Oh no. I'm sure you're you've you're at least Lieutenant Junior grade by then. So
0: <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we find something out, you know, about Beverly Crusher, but through the Voyager series? we we're not hearing anything on Picard right now, but all of a sudden we get to Voyager like, oh, there's Beverly Crusher. Why is she showing up in the Voyager series? Oh, because she's married to Chakotay? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be a little odd. Anyway. But But, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. That would be. <laughs> and then we find out later that Picard used to be married to Kes. And it really gets really oh strange. Oh, my God. No.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's a line too far. We've gone too far. <laughs> You <laughs> yeah. you didn't take the time to ask if it should be
0: done. You just wanted to see if it could be done. <laughs> could it be done? Hmm. No, it can't. The... Um... <laughs> this is why I'm not writing Star Trek, people. <laughs> I, I take it way too far. Even... Quentin Tarantino would say, even I wouldn't go that far.
1: (laughs) I am firm in the belief, though, that like Star Trek has room for all kinds of different kinds of story. So one of my favorite book series I'm going to bring up is the Star Trek Vanguard series. And, you know, the setting is interesting. It's a it's a star base, newly constructed out on the frontier you know, dealing with this kind of weird threat that's going on. But the underlying story is like this mystery, you know, this strange happenings. And, you know, I, I feel like that sort of story could work really well with Star Trek. Like, a, you know, I don't know who the cast would be or what the setting would be, but, you know, some sort of strange mystery that you have to follow to some sort of weird Amazing revelation at the end of the story. So, you know, something like what we've seen in an episode of Next Generation, for example, The Chase, you know, something like that. Um, maybe almost like a national treasure set in the Star Trek universe or something, you know, where you're just following all these clues and. Uncovering this strange mystery or something like that. And to be fair, I've never actually seen National Treasure, but that's what I, the impression I get. <gasps> Nicholas Cage in a Star Trek movie. There we go.
0: Oh, I bet he would do it for sure. I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought Vanguard. I don't think they would adapt it, of course, but uh, that kind of concept really gets me excited because, you know, we keep going to the well. We keep going back to that. Well, in the movies of the starship with its captain and it's the same characters and crew. We've got many, many times in different episodes in a TV series. It would really be fascinating. No pun intended to Spock. But, you know, it's like it would be really interesting to see something really go in a more creative direction and really get the audience bought into it. Because I think then the sandbox would really be open for them to do some really great things and not be so tied to canon because they're they're somewhere else. They're dealing with different characters, different situations, different aliens, whatever. It just takes place in the universe and it still goes along with that Ron Berry vision, but it's totally separate from all that other stuff. So you don't need to worry if Spock has a sister or not. You don't need to worry when McCoy met Kirk or whatever. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. It's like starting from the very beginning from scratch. And I love that concept. I love that idea.
1: Star Trek can go in so many different directions. And the way I think about it, for example, is, you know, an episode of CSI doesn't have to worry about being in continuity with an episode of, I don't know, uh, what's some other show? NCIS. (laughs) I don't know. NCIS. And they're both set on Earth in the same country. You know, <laughs> right. Star Trek takes place over a huge chunk of the galaxy. You can have people in situations and things that would never impact what's going on on some other ship somewhere else. Like it, Star Trek can be so expansive. And yet we do keep focusing on these same situations, these same characters and. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying you don't have to have these rigid boxes that you're having to write yourself into. I understand the desire to do that to you know tie to continuity and to bring in you know the the moments that have fans excited to revisit. but I, I really feel like Star Trek is big enough to hold
0: more than that. And do you think you could convince? executives at Paramount to go with that? Would they buy into that? I feel like
1: if it was an exciting enough story, an interesting enough concept, I'd like to think, I know that's not what excitement for movies is built on these days, or at least it seems that way, but I still have to think that story matters at some point. You know, like if there's an exciting enough concept, an interesting enough hook that you could just set it in the star Trek universe and make use of the things that come with that and tell a really great story. I'd l i would really hope somebody somewhere would be convinced of the validity of that.
0: And then you really get the executives. if You say, create this great creative story, interesting aspect. And then all of a sudden say, and I'm looking to have Scarlett Johansson play this character. Maybe we can get Adam Driver into this and then be (laughs) like, ooh, that sounds really interesting and we can really build from that. But here's here's another thing. Do you think now that Paramount and CBS are all in the one house of Viacom CBS, do you think they should tie a movie into, not directly, but somewhat indirectly, tie it into Discovery slash Picard in some manner where – there's a story element that kind of works through the different series that ties them in together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see that again, this kind of flies in the face of what I was just saying about Star Trek being big and not tied together, but you know, like you're building a franchise here, Jan. Exactly. (laughs) Now the big, the best example I can think of is I remember when Star Trek six, the undiscovered country came out and then shortly thereafter, there was the two-parter unification with Spock in the next generation And they directly referenced stuff in Star Trek 6. So Spock says he met Pardek at the Kinemer conference. And, you know, that was like a big, like, ooh, it's all connected moment kind of thing. You know, I I can see those references. I can see that. You do want to, of course, market your film and and television show to the people who are going to listen. And that's going to be the Star Trek viewers as well as the general public. You want to build that excitement. You want to have those things. So I I would have no problem with it having some kind of link or some kind of reference, that kind of thing.
0: I, I would love to see that. I think it would make it really interesting. If all of a sudden this new Star Trek stuff, there's these elements, this little thread that kind of connects them together in some manner. Mm-hmm. Not that it needs to be that way, but it would be kind of fun. It would be interesting to go that way. So I'm interested to see what Noah Hawley does, if Noah Hawley does anything. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to in this franchise and Star Wars and others where you hear these announcements. I mean, every time I hear an announcement for a director for a new Star Trek movie or Star Wars, era, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll see. To me, I I take it with a grain of salt until I hear they've said the word action that they're in production, that's when I'm like, oh, this is actually happening now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've gotten these rumors lately of like, you know, they're planning a Star Trek Discovery movie. I'm not, no one official is reporting that. So, you know, that's taken with a huge truck full of salt. So uh yeah, who knows what exactly is happening until somebody says action. I absolutely am with you on that for sure.
0: Well just a few years ago when we were getting Discovery, they announced that we were getting a con series. And they announced we we're getting a Starfleet Academy series, and we haven't heard anything about that ever since.
1: No, that's true. Absolutely. I think uh yeah, the person behind the con series would have been Nicholas Meyer. And he's gone on record saying that apparently it's, it's shelved and there's nothing happening with it. So,
0: yeah, I think I heard him on a podcast like a year ago and he said something like, I haven't heard anything. I'm, I'm still waiting for the phone call and to figure this out. I I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, you know,
1: like, yeah, I think Star Trek has room for all these different projects. So I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I, I work for a company that does own a small movie studio. Um, of independent films but I don't work on that side of the business so I'm not that familiar with it but it makes me wonder if there's a lot of business in Hollywood where there's an idea there's a concept of maybe going and maybe we'll be doing a Star Trek movie let's go ahead and sign someone so in case we decide we're going that direction we'll we'll do it but it doesn't mean it's going to happen we just want to secure it in case we decide to. And then that's right. when all the articles come out and the rumors. So-and-so has been signed to do it. We're getting a new movie and directed by this person and starring this person. And the studio is probably like, we haven't decided if we're going to really do that or not. We just signed them in case we decided to do something. <laughs> yeah. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. You know, talk is
1: cheap, as they say, right? You know, until there's, you know, people paid and the craft services table set up and actors hitting their marks. There's, yeah, that's, it's just a rumor.
0: <laughs> Yeah, But we don't spread rumors on this show, so if it's a rumor, we call it out that it's a rumor. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'd love to hear anybody else's thoughts and, and feedback on this discussion. If you have any cool ideas for a movie or what direction you think Paramount should go in with movies, should we even do movies for theaters anymore? Maybe we should just focus on CBS All Access and the other streaming services like we've been doing and just kind of stay in that arena. That way we don't have to maybe go into these more general audience type movies. We can do something a little more trekky that appeals to us, you know? Anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. Dan, do you have any final things you want to say or where people can find you online? Yeah, you can
1: find me at kertrats on twitter that's k-e-r-t-r-a-t-s and you can of course find the show at positively trek on twitter as well so yeah like bruce said reach out to us let us know your star trek film ideas and you can also email us positively trek at gmail.com if you want to send those directly to us as well
0: yes and you can find me on twitter at admiral underscore rex that's admiral from the underline Rex. And, of course, listen to us on literary treks about Star Trek books and comics. And uh, that's about it. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. And stay positive out there. See you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.